We're live. Yay. <laughs> oh, We're now here for episode two after 18 months. <laughs> our first round episode. We now are back with Sydney Campos. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you. And gosh, what a journey. We were just kind of recapping our last meeting and how much has shifted and we're just new people again. So hi again. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, the last yeah hour of Convo around becoming such new people in our dances yet also mm -hmm. recognizing ourselves as the one intelligence mm -hmm. doing the dance rather than being the person which has become also kind of interesting as well mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> like negating all the way up to recognizing oneself as that very source one intelligence and then including the fact that we are the person in that <laughs> dance welcome to my show i'm yeah. doing it all thank you for being characters in my play <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly uh yeah <laughs> the eternal <laughs> the eternal stage and the appearances of the form that appears and disappears on that eternal stage. Yeah. Things are very melty lately, more than usual, more and more. And it's such an amazing moment, you know, like I feel like we're really coming to terms with our, our power as creators in such beautiful ways. Yeah. Our reality is so malleable and what are we here to create? What do we want to experience? What do we want to receive? And there's literally no limit to what's possible, you know, and we're all learning how to show up with this new sense of power and creatorship and stepping into more aligned relationships with other people that have that same ethos that want to co-create in this very empowered, abundant way. And it feels so good. <laughs> Man, that is, yes, this is such a critical component is that when you gain these powers of recognizing yourself as the one intelligence, then you realize that you live in this, this infinite possibility space and that you at any point can then manifest and create that highest excitement trajectory towards a divine North star calling purpose. And then we step into that more and more and more and more also from the place of unlocking the, the core again of the title of the episode embodied Ascension. This is Sydney's name for the, her Knights of the Round Table retreat that she's having. In <laughs> I love that that came through earlier. I was trying to describe it to you. You're like, what are you doing in Maui? And I'm like, we're basically having this Knights of the Round Table, like wizard circle convergence of just the most amazing leaders and creators coming together to collaborate and to really accelerate our own individual and collective healing 
to deepen in presence, to unlock more of our multidimensional perceptions and gifts, and to just practice being, you know, ourselves around other very powerful beings. It's going to be so much fun. And it's about embodied ascension, you know, which this term kind of came to me last year. It came to me before, but it really anchored in as a retreat container last year. And since then, I've been taken on so many initiations to learn, really to learn to embody that. Because we're really over the phase, right, where we can just like talk about stuff without embodying it. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. Or you see someone talking about something and you can tell they don't really get it. And it just feels uncomfortable to listen. Yeah. It doesn't feel true. And yeah, and it's cool that we can even have these future visions. You know, I love to be with visionaries and we're pulling in vision from the future. We come from the future. We're bringing things in to land into this physical reality. And sometimes it's like we see the vision of what's possible, but then wait a minute, how do I embody that first? Before it can be made manifest, before it can be actualized, how do I actually embody the energy of whatever this, this vision wants to be? You know, and, and what does it really mean? How do I live it as an example of what that is? You know, and then whatever we, we're creating has there's so much more support in you know magnetizing the right people. Uh, the resonant beings that are meant to be a part of it because they can really feel what it is like through your example. They can really, we don't have to explain so much, you know, we can just embody the energy of the invitation and people are like, I don't even, I don't even need to know anything. I just feel this. I feel this resonance. I know I'm supposed to be a part of it. Let's do it. <laughs> This would be a good time for me to ask you about what this looks like for you in the last couple of years of understanding this more deeply. Because for me, as we talked about in the last hour before we started the program, is that the 18 months has been a, a place of really going intellectual first and we've talked about this with Frank Yang on the show several times, we then become more and more experiential with it. And then it really becomes realized. And I think realized and embodied into your present being is that last component. And it's really kind of that very end of the integrative process, which never really ends. It just always deepens. And so I would be really curious to hear over the patterns that you've analyzed in the last couple of years with people, would you say that the process of sort of going upwards towards what you could say is some sort of an absolute or highest or infinity or nothingness or just trying to anchor what the nature of reality is trying to at least grasp what that is which we already are and we then sort of undergo a process of well how do i live that every day moment to moment in every interaction with the breath with my water with Sydney in this conversation with my mom and dad, brother, sister, coworkers, and how do I maintain that 
love and light mm-hmm. and unity as I do that. How, how does that resonate? I just hear my ears like ringing. <laughs> Joy means there's a lot of like spiritual support. Just like, yay, we're so happy you're having this conversation right now. <laughs> um, I hear practice. We're all just practicing. Beautiful. We're deconditioning ourselves from all the stuff we've learned along the way, along this lifetime that taught us to shut down aspects of ourselves and feelings, really natural responses to life that were coming up to direct us in perfect alignment with our path, with our destiny, with our purpose. And at certain points in the path, we were afraid, we were neglected, we were shamed, and we just shut things down and so we're just we're unwinding we're unwinding at such an accelerated pace it's so exciting we're getting blasted all of humanity we're getting blasted with so much energy from all around so much support so many different entities beings consciousnesses wanting to help us in this ascension awakening return to home return to presence And we're receiving so much, whether you're aware of it or not. Those of us who have been doing energy work or meditation or healing for a little bit, feel it. And the energy has shifted. You know, I've shared this with a lot of friends. It's like you wake up and you feel like you've been getting a massive download, like all night long. You wake up a little bit hungover feeling, you know, and our bodies are just changing so rapidly. And our energy systems are updating so immensely to accommodate this embodied ascension process, which is one in, you know, it's about presence. Embodied ascension means I'm not ascending intellectually to this celestial heavenly realm outside of earth and like in some other place. Like I have to, I gotta go ascend into the 10th dimension. And it's this very like linear feeling, climbing the staircase, like from point A to point Z process, what I found in my experience and also in supporting many others is, you know, ascension now is about going in. It's like an in, a descension actually feels like more true. It's like deconditioning, detaching, becoming empty to your point around like nothingness, being in the void, learning to be comfortable being in the void, being in space, not having identities, not having attachments. I'm not, I'm not there all the time. I'm not there yet. I'm, maybe I have little glimpses of what that feels like. And sometimes it's scary. It's like, oh my God, I'm so used to having, to being busy, to having identities, to having people know me as certain things and, and attach, you know, just used to carrying around a lot of attachments. And what's it like to let all that go and to actually be a clear conduit or divinity source, God, your true self, whatever you want to say, whatever you relate to, none of it's wrong. All of it's right. It doesn't matter. You know, how do we empty ourselves out to let something even more true, even more beautiful, even more great come through us. And then we're just watching. It's like watching the show. Like, Oh, it's, it's not even manifesting anymore. Right? Like we're evolving out of manifestation manifestation presupposes this linear like well first i have to set my intention 
and then I have to visualize, and then I have to meditate, and then I have to do this, and all this stuff has to happen, and then I'm going to manifest the thing that I want in like 10 years. <laughs> and it's like, no, I don't know. I feel like we're able to actually do things a little bit more efficiently now, and we focus on cleaning out the system, cleaning out the energy field, clearing distortions, healing trauma, which can happen so efficiently now. And then it's like what we're already really wired to experience, to create, our manifestations, they're already happening in our reality. We're simply observing them. It's coming through us very effortlessly and we're watching it unfold in presence. There's no linear conditional, you know, program of like, I have to do all this and then it's I'm present, I'm allowing, I'm receiving, I'm trusting. Something greater is coming through me. Energetically, this is architecting new aspects of my reality before my eyes and i'm not doing anything other than witnessing watching allowing appreciating loving taking care of myself but really being this conduit you know and attracting everything it's like everything i need the resources the collaborations the support it's all already here there's nowhere to go get to. There's nothing else that needs to be done, fixed. One of my students the other day I was in session with and she just said the most beautiful reflection. She's like, she's doing a lot of programming about how she was taught to run a coaching business, coaching practice. And she's like, what I really get about you, we've been working together for a few months. And she's like, you're just holding presents. There's nothing wrong. You're not coming to the session thinking there's something to fix looking for the thing we need to resolve and fix so that it feels like something happened. So it feels like some resolution was delivered. So it feels like, you know, you got the whatever you paid for. <laughs> like This is the old programming. And it, it's like, how long were we conditioned to look for something that's wrong to fix? And maybe there's nothing wrong. Maybe there's nothing wrong and everything's actually fine. And how do you love and accept yourself as you are? And it's you're already healed. It's okay. There's nothing in the way of being where you want to be, which is present with what's happening now and enjoying your life, enjoying your body, enjoying everything as it is, not wanting to change or fix anything at all. And when we let go of these programs, we have so much more energy. <laughs> we have like so much more energy running through our systems to like just enjoy life, to play to allow things to be created through us. So much more creativity, so much more capacity for love and intimacy. How's that land? <laughs> Ooh, so good, so good. <clears throat> so hitting the tennis ball back, it sounds like a lot of what's happening in our one intelligence undergoing this Leela, this divine play, is that we, we have this secretion of, <laughs> of self-awareness. And then <laughs> such a funny I, word. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, I've, I made this video called Infinite Secretion like a month Ew. or so. <laughs> 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 so, so, 
<clears throat> so we secrete the self-awareness and then we over time become less and less deluded and intoxicated by maya and the illusion the intoxication and we become more and more aware to divinity to god to source to the love light unity wisdom presence that you were talking about and so the whole process in a sense is a like you said practicing spirituality is really realigning ourselves to the one heart which is naturally unfolding that process is naturally unfolding and the realigning to the one heart's really the deconditioning the deprogramming the unwinding of the contracted energies and becoming more and more comfortable with the emptiness more and more comfortable with the void becoming a more and more clear conduit for divinity god source and holding that presence with us to where everything that we become a part of is seeing it all as the divine play of love light and surrendering to the unfolding whether or not like you said sometimes we're coming in so aggressively in a place of i must change this situation because there's needs to be realigning rather than just inhaling exhaling and just being with the beauty of the play as it is and knowing trusting surrendering to the fact that it's going to divinely unfold to that realigning that we've been talking about mm -hmm. yeah what if everything's fine what if there's nothing to worry about what if there's nothing to fix you know we're collectively learning to be at calm to be at ease it's a nervous system shift you know we've been undergoing especially last year and just like stay at home quarantine like rebuild your nervous system <laughs> be with yourself be quiet like stop being so busy and just moving on autopilot through your life as it's passing you by and this is very confronting for most people i would imagine some of us were like, yay, retreat time, <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> you know, um, it's just, it feels so simple to me sometimes. I mean, I'm, I'm constantly in deep practice my whole life. I think at a certain point you realize like yeah, my whole life is spiritual practice. Like every moment is a spiritual practice. Like how am I responding in an integrity with authenticity? Or is some other program running, some other personality, some survival strategy running? And that doesn't feel good. And what do I do instead? How do I show up as me? What does that feel like? I'm just constantly practicing, you know. That's what this whole thing is, this life. It's just practicing, being present, being ourselves. It's really simple, but it but we're each such complex, amazing beings, you know, and we each have really unique. Well, they're actually not so unique. We have like universal traumas that are expressed in very unique ways, but we all kind of got the same stuff going on at some level, you know, that we're not so different. We have a lot more in common than we're taught to believe, you know, and we're so resilient and we love, I don't know. I just find through like my experience, like it, simplicity feels so good it's like at the end of the day i wonder how many of us it's like we're just little babies it feels like we just want to be 
like held, fed really good food, have really good rest, nap time, and play. <laughs> and like hang out with our friends and, you know, enjoy. I really feel like it's kind of that simple and a lot of the healing experiences I like to create and co-create and share with others, whether they be entrepreneur business incubators or trainings of, you know, healing and intuitive facilitation or building a new company, you know, it's like, I just like bringing that sense of simplicity and also humility to the table. And, and also it's very helpful in seeing each other in that. For me, it's helpful to see other people in that light, especially if someone's triggering or acting aggressively or, you know, just acting in a way that doesn't feel good. It's like, oh, I can see that person's inner child that's just not taken care of and didn't get what they needed. And how can I just be a supportive, loving presence for them right now? Because they'll figure it out. They wouldn't be on earth otherwise right now if they weren't at some level willing to do the work. So every single one of those programming slash conditionings slash layers of the onion. Mm -hmm. of, yeah. Of the, layers of the secretion. <laughs> that those. Are what we are divinely here to undergo awakening to healing and integrating and transcending that that's the entirety of this process is learning how to love the one intelligence learning how to love itself through the illusion of separation beautiful <laughs> Yeah, we're just here to enjoy the whole thing. It's not, it's just funny. I used to make such a big deal out of everything, like living your purpose and I have to make this huge impact on humanity and help everyone ascend and like be this like spokesperson and for ascension and like, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I'm just gonna do what I want and be around people that feel good where there's not so much translation needed. And I'm gonna go to the fields, the yep. platforms, the portals that feel good. I'm not yep. gonna go show up in places where I feel like my energy needs to be diminished or translated in a way that, you know, other people need can understand, like pandering to some kind of like lower vibration or something that doesn't feel authentic. Yep. So yeah, it's a really interesting time. I loved how our earlier conversation, we talked a lot about discernment and a key part of the embodiment and ascension process is discernment. It's like being selective about how you share your energy and with whom you associate with. Like energy is our most valuable time is also, you know, of, of high value. But it's like, where are you spending, where are you sharing your energy and like, how are you valuing yourself? in a way that, you know, like you're selective about your resonance that you choose to attune with, you know? And what is it like to only connect in relationships that feel really balanced, that feel nourishing, that feel good mm -hmm. and not making sacrifices to be around people that are draining or 
I mean, just draining. And we, we get to be very honest about these things now, especially as leaders. You know, all of us are leaders in different capacities. And we get to be really responsible with how we manage our energy and how we are sharing our energy. And we can't allow ourselves to be drained. We each have a really awesome mission to be on, you know, and our full energy is required to show up. Damn. I love that you're experiencing that in your path and you're like, you're getting that and you're having this experience of kind of up-leveling your resonance and just feeling everything that unlocks when you're like, I'm not going to be around this energy anymore and I'm only going to focus on collaborators that like they lift me up and they're elevating and they're inspiring and they're powerful and they're high integrity and they're awesome. And I just love being around them. And then so much unlocks in you. You're like, wait a minute, I'm like so much more effective and I'm having all these ideas and I feel so supported and there's so much more abundance, you know? <laughs> but it's all about. So well said, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and the, in, the beautiful thing is that then those that, maybe you quote separated from in order to surround yourself with more of what feels really good on your nervous system in architecting abundance that they themselves are the one intelligence still of course that will eventually in this divine unfolding end up undergoing a similar process themselves where they begin to more and more surround themselves with those that feel good on their nervous systems and ascend in that embodied process together and so it's yeah so it's yeah what what's what feels like is in your highest excitement that you felt like you needed to leave what wasn't in your highest excitement is literally about to show up for them as a choice in their trajectory. And it's just repeating that same process mm -hmm. for more and more souls. So, yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. What happens when we make choices that are really clear for us. And then we like detach from people that are not in that choice <laughs> and we set them free. Maybe they were latching on to us in some way or we were playing some unconscious like codependency thing with them. And then we're like, mm, I'm going to choose integrity or this feels more authentic now. I'm going to let that go. New timeline. And we like set all these people free to go see what's more true for them, you know, and then more resonance, like you said, so beautifully, like more resonance can form, more unified fields can form. And, it, and it's like we're all free to refine even more like, oh, I'm making more choices that feel good. Now I'm even more clearly attuned to what really works for me, what's really aligned. And you become more refined in your ability to sense from like millions of miles away, what is good for me and what is not. And you're just even more aligned on the path, more aligned on the path. And then more resonant connections, opportunities, resources can just find you because your frequency is so clear. There's no interference. There's no like, well, I don't know, maybe I'll still do this or maybe you're just clear. And then all the things that are meant to be with you that are in a match, resonant match can just, shoot. that's magnetism. Ah. <sighs> <sighs>
and it's so much easier. I'm finding it's easier. You know, this is something I used to teach about like years ago. I did some course called like mastering magnetism and and had a really great capacity to like intellectually kind of like it felt kind of like I want to use the term like intellectual masturbation, like where you can talk and it's like turns you on because you just know the concepts like magnetism and like first three chakras and like unlocking your power and unleashing your genius and all these buzzwords and saying like activation every other you know every other word and I was like what are you talking about and and that helped people and it was cool but it also wasn't very embodied it was like talking about something and then talking about it in a way that maybe if I talk about this more and other people are understanding it I'll like believe it as possible for myself and um yeah it's just really interesting to be getting that more feeling it seeing it happen like oh like this is magnetism. Oh, because I cleaned up like all that stuff that didn't work. I let go of all those people. I stopped doing all that stuff I don't really like. Wow, there's like all these cool new opportunities and potentials arising in my consciousness, showing up in my reality. Things are feeling really synchronistic, like more than ever. Wow, this is feeling really fun. I think this is how it's supposed to be. Oh my gosh, it happened again. It happened again. This is real. All that stuff we were talking about, it's its really happening. And then you kind of stop talking about it because you're just enjoying it. And it's like, oh, this is so cool. I wish everybody was experiencing this. <laughs> wow. That so plays into the realization of I am not a person, but I am having a person experience. Mm. And that when that flip happens, which is in many ways the process of awakening slash enlightenment, what happens is that everything that Sydney's describing with the very spiritual way of seeing the one intelligence as mastering magnetism, it ends up coming alive more and more lucidly in, mm -hmm. your, in your presence and experience. And when that happens, then we even all silent because we're like <laughs> wow we're architecting with those that the nerve the feel great on the nervous system we're seeing it every single day happening this magnetism in so many beautiful ways and then those that come naturally seeking to heal their confusion we serve in pure service and so yeah that's super resonant super resonant <laughs> because it does start this way it starts up here i remember 18 months ago during our interview and across around that span of months of time period there was such a you know the amount of times that you have to look up the word yoga meaning union in sanskrit union with <laughs> 
you know, with a God, with the absolute, what is, what is mysticism union with God at the absolute? What does this mean? You know, <clears throat> and you like, look it up. Like I was looking it up, you know, like dozens of times trying to refine my intellectual understanding. And then over time, it becomes more and more experiential. It becomes more and more embodied and truly realized in the last couple of months, especially. Mm. And that's really what's meant by Satori and awakening and enlightenment when it becomes embodied, when it becomes realized that this is one intelligence at play with itself through this illusory veilless veil. And that, mm. and that simply recognizing that this is already an announcement of freedom most simply put this is ineffable perfection already always free and you are the absolute right here right now and you get to express yourself like a firework and <laughs> and be in divine pure service to that one intelligence is the coolest thing that we could be doing with ourselves is this divine play that's why i'm here yeah and it, it i love that thank you yeah and I think we're all here to just remember that we're like little kids again, that just is coming up so strong in this conversation. Like just cause I know this, this platform communicates with a lot of really high level leaders and, and entrepreneurs and people that are, you know, making a big impact in a lot of, you know, very worldly fields and technology and science and business and investing and all kinds of things. And I'm just kind of seeing this image of like, all the like the like personality suits that we take on when we're like in these corporate structures and companies and CEOs and but underneath all of those costumes is just like this really beautiful divine innocence mm -hmm. child and enlightenment to me is like becoming the child again being returning to our divine blueprint who were we before any conditioning got superimposed on this body on this consciousness like who is that authentic being who's that authentic presence that knows and, and embodies trust completely that knows no such thing as fear that is pure love that's pure presence that has no conception of time that's just listening to feelings and intuitive knowing and just acting immediately it's pure expression no filter no editing no care, no worry. It's like, who's that? And that's what we're all invited to explore. And it really requires us to give ourselves permission, invites us to give permission to ourselves. So it's just like, wow, like let go of all this stuff that we've been holding up. Like these, these ideas that have been installed for so long, in some cases, like, you have to have it all figured out. And to be a powerful leader, you need to be perfect and you need to be strong and show no emotion and be like this infinite generator machine that's just like always working and like have everything, you just know everything already. And it's like, mm, that never really felt true, but somehow we have these standards that were set at some point and, you know, just take, take a nice big break, give ourselves a break. <laughs>
Coming back to the very playground that we adored so much. <clears throat> and coming to that playground as the adult without its conditioning. So coming to the playground as the adult with no conditioning in pure service to others, recognizing itself as that one intelligence. Mm -hmm. And now we can really play. Yeah. <laughs> and now we can like have an amazing time. It's like a friend of mine always calls, you know, welcome to earth. Welcome to earth, the greatest party in all the universe with like the most extraordinary, amazing, intelligent, genius beings from all across the multiverse, not even just singular universe, multi we're talking about multiple universes. <laughs> Our mind can't even fully understand that, the vastness, the magnitude that we come from. And we're all, we all came here to like have this amazing experience. And, and it always does feel like a party. All my dreams are always like that. You know, they're very lucid and it always feels like we're at a big party or I'm getting an invitation to a party. That's frequently how my spirit guides are also always like communicating. They're like having a big party. And I find that's a really helpful reference. Like how can your life feel more? How can our lives feel more like our own ideal party or, or I don't know, maybe it's even like a playground. I love that analogy. Playground, laboratory, like, fun we're here to have fun we're here to enjoy we really are we're the only ones that don't let ourselves really i think you know don't let ourselves have fun and enjoy the experience <laughs> yeah the laboratory the playground the very alchemical vortex dropping its layers of egoic conditioning and realigning itself to purely, <laughs> purely serving itself through serving others, serving itself through serving others rather than serving the individuated costume out of the lack belief of an onion layer of feeling unsafe or something happening in trauma or childhood and that not being healed and integrated and transcended. Yeah, that's, that's a really good way to look at it is how do you want to show up on the playground? <laughs> I'm kind of seeing this really specific image of like earth as like a gym, like we're all in a gym and we're all like working out, but we're all in kind of different stations of the gym. Like some people are like bench pressing and they need like a guide to help them like bench press 500 pounds. Some people are like on like a lighter machine. Some people are just taking a jog because it's fun and it's like leisurely. Someone's even just like power walk. I'm like power walking on the treadmill, like a meditation walk. And then Actually, no, I'm in the sauna part of the gym. I'm like in the spa part where you like just go in the steam room and just relaxing, 
you know, but that image comes through somehow very strongly right now, just as a fun analogy for like earth at this time, like learning to embody all of these ascension energies through our systems. And we're all at different stages in the journey of our integration. And, and we're all at different stages in the healing process. And so we're all at kind of these different stations of the gym. Some people might have like a certain target goal of like weight loss or building more strength or, you know, we all have different goals and intentions and reasons why we're there, but we're all in the gym to take care of ourselves, to, to improve, to expand. And we're all kind of on a team, you know, I really like that. I like that image. <laughs> is that fun? <laughs> yeah. The, the playground being thought of as the gym and are we at the gym to pump the big weight so that other people at the gym can validate our strength or <laughs> that's so good or or are we just hanging out at the gym in the sauna just because it's the unique way that we feel called to vibe and relax and be just like the flower effortlessly blossoms towards the sun. The mind, when it's quiet, when there's no mind, when you penetrate the illusion of separation and the mind quiets and you get to no mind, you feel the nothingness and infinitude blossoming like a flower towards the sun and you become that rather than being the toiling mind creating suffering and malevolence check out this 400 pound bench press look at everyone looking at me <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh the other part though so some of us are trainers in the gym though because we've been in the gym for a long time many lifetimes and we can train, we can help train people. And there's like some coach, there's like some nutrition coaches, like there's some people that are guides that are helping. And then sometimes we take breaks and go to the sauna or like get a massage, <laughs> you know, but it, it's like everyone has a role and, but it's all in this team orientation. And I love that. I love, I love how many different lenses through which we can kind of orient to this whole theater game that we're in. <laughs> mm, yeah i love the gym lens that was a really good one <laughs> yeah the playground <laughs> like, that's all. Yeah, the we agree on that it, it's it trips me out sometimes to be so cognizant of it like consciousness observing itself being conscious and like living and being in this body and and even when we first reconnected after a while you're like it's so nice to meet like your sydney costume again <laughs> like getting to know this costume again because we're such different costumes now they've changed and yeah it's so fun to to play in this way <laughs> when you really become aware of perception itself you become aware that the costume that sydney is wearing is the same seer as this costume and then you recognize that that is that one god self 
in that taking on the beautiful form of the Sydney and Atlas costumes and these 8 billion costumes and that when you get to that understanding, when you become really aware of perception, really aware of the seer, really aware of awareness, it makes it so you can't actually commit malevolence because you know you'd be hurting yourself. It doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So the utility of spiritual awakening of realignment to the one intelligence is the eradication of suffering, the maximizing of our potential mm -hmm. and making it so that the playground is filled with love and wisdom and peace and bliss and unity and prosperity and abundance. The gym, the theater. <laughs> the game. Yeah. I just, gosh, it goes so deep. That's like, infinite well you know yeah that's the answer connect to self connect to god through yourself connect to god through your heart ascension is an inside job know thyself love thyself accept thyself forgive thyself and exactly you see yourself in everything and all you don't suddenly like littering becomes like committing a painful act to oneself because you're even connected connected to earth it's like earth is me you are me this is this is a whole family situation we have here and integrity becomes the key to everything it's like integrity integration unity is a part of that right it's like i'm integrated with everything and all it's all me and so how do you show up when you know when you feel that and you know that to be true? All your decisions are informed from this place of union, of unity, union with life. Like anything that I choose or decide upon is going to have ramifications that affect me, even if it seems like it's a decision affecting others. It's you know, and and our whole world just becomes a completely different story when more of us are you know, are embodying this way of being. And it doesn't need to be everybody. It's like, we're all on such different trajectories. I feel like there's simultaneous like experiences of earth happening in each of our realities. Like we're each in completely different experiences. It's a, a miracle we can communicate. I think I feel this frequently. Like, how are we even able to communicate when Atlas, your reality, your experience, your path is completely unique from mine. Like we have completely different orientations to reality, to what it feels like to be in a body, to running it, to what it feels like to run energy, to what it feels like to connect to our intuition. I mean, there's so much input. It, it's a miracle. We're able to like have a coherent conversation that actually like, you know, makes points and like is, is clear. And it, but yet we are, and it's, it's amazing. And then we're consciously observing and acknowledging the miracle of this. Like, wow, how amazing. What an incredible exchange. And we're like telepathically communicating beyond the words that are spoken and things are happening in our bodies and energy is unlocking and we can feel the collective consciousness. Those who are ready to receive these frequencies, receiving them and they're activating and unlocking. And even outside of this moment, transcending time, people, someone watching this now moment from two weeks later, having that activation, we can feel them opening, their heart opening to receive more and transmit in a different way. And, you know, talk about dissolving, you know, but it doesn't take, what I'm always reminded of is like, 
like the, for the ascension, right? It, it's all already planned. It's all already like perfect. A lot of us have already gone through it, you know, and we just came back this incarnation to experience ascension where we don't leave the body. You know, we're here to, to go deeply into the body and to feel the full ascension of our light being, energy being, divinity. To bring that into the physical and then to like experience physical reality, how we are creating, how we are radiating from this place. It's a whole new, it's a big dimensional shift we're making on earth through this experience. Huge dimensional shift, consciousness shift. And the thing is, what's so cool about energy, it, and this is scientifically backed by the way, like, you know, it, it just takes like a small percentage of humanity to be anchoring these higher frequencies, to be embodying these energies, to be integrating these through our systems, to be meditating, to be taking care of ourselves, to be acting with integrity, to be feeling unity. And it, it just, that little percentage, 0.01% of humanity aligning with, with that way of being, we ripple out and impact everyone else. And all the other energies we want to attune with the higher frequency light. Light seeks light. Light is attracted to more light. You know, and we're just radiating more and more light together. But it just is like, it's not even a critical mass. It's just like, and I think there's like numerous studies done, you know, like the, the monks meditating. And I think one example I actually cite in um, something I'm writing is, you know, a group of Tibetan monks meditating in Baltimore, which is known for having a really high crime rate. And these monks meditated for a few days. And the crime rate, dropped significantly by like a huge percentage amount and because their higher consciousness had this impact of radiating through the collective and probably infusing more unity you know and love within everybody around and whether they're aware of it or not they're receiving that download and that's impacting their decisions and aggression or violence right it's like, so i just love i love to acknowledge that sometimes people feel like especially if they're on the ascension pioneering path and they've been teaching forever and they've been like self-sacrificing and especially if they're in that energy and they're like are we even doing anything is any is this thing on is anything happening like is the world changing it still seems really weird when i look at the news like it's bizarre <laughs> is anything changing and it is it's really like so much has changed and is changing and and it's working, you know, like it's working in everything that you do. My ears are ringing open extensively. <laughs> you know, everything that we do matters. Every choice that we make matters. Every movement with more integrity really matters now more than ever. And it is impacting such a deep level. We may never know. We may never see. No one may ever give us credibility for. It, it's beyond that. Some of us are just here to like anchor in certain energies and planet. And most people will never even understand or see that. It's not something we'll be paid for as a job. Like it's, you know, it's like a spiritual assignment. And we're just here to broadcast energy. This is a big part of my path. I'm here on Maui. I'm anchoring in certain frequencies on certain grid lines just through meditating and doing yoga and doing my spiritual practice. And that's like the main focus of, of my life. That's what it feels like. Everything else is kind of like fun and, you know, cool. I'm creating all these companies and writing and whatever, but the foundation is 
perceive the higher dimensional energies that are not so available on earth yet because my system can can receive this energy and anchor it into the planet and anchor it into my field so that just in my field i'm broadcasting it through the collective grid so that others who are awakening to these kinds of attunements abilities remembrances can just receive it doesn't matter if they know it comes from me it's not about that we're we're one so that's where the you know we all come back to that that oneness and unity transcendent of needing credit or needing to be known it's like just sharing sharing from this overflow of energy that we're receiving that makes sense <laughs> i don't know where that came from <laughs> Yeah, such a good way to wrap on that musical note because it summarizes uh, Sri Aurobindo and the mother Mira Alfasa have a quote as well that you never do yoga for just yourself. You always do it for everyone. Even unconsciously, you're doing it for everyone. So your union with clearing out your conditioning and becoming a more pure conduit for divinity, source, God. That entire process is butterfly affecting out and positively, harmonically creating the embodied ascensionary dynamics that enable us to shift into alignment with that one intelligence so right now we're very confused through the illusion of separation which is the whole point of this game and the whole point of the game is to awaken through that illusion and to become better and better stewards of the one intelligence endlessly expressing itself yay i like how you said ascensionary <laughs> It reminds me of, I just told you, like, whenever anybody says ascension, essentially, I always want to be like, ascensionally, yeah. <laughs> like, and then insert anything. Ascensionally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ascensionally, that brings us to a great close moment. <laughs> Perfect. Sydney's got her Visionary Souls podcast. She's got her awesome YouTube channel with great content. She's got her Instagram page. All those are linked in the bio below. She's got an awesome retreat coming up with the Knights of the Round Table called Embodied Ascension in Maui in June. You can check out those links in the bio below. Go and check those out, everyone. We adore you infinitely. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you all. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, we would love to hear your thoughts in the comments below on the episode on embodied ascension, where you're at in the process. Sydney or I can mm -hmm. come in, hit the ball back. So let us know how you feel and where you're at. And if the video brought you value, give it a like. It helps the algorithm. Subscribe if you haven't. Share the video with other people that you feel like this would resonate with. And that is all. We, we did it. <laughs> Okay, cool. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Sydney. All right, I'm going to end the broadcast. We'll stick in the studio, okay? Excellent.
Bye bye. Five 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 maybe. Oh. Oh. oh five 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 five. <laughs> I was like, are you gonna wait for five 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 five? <laughs>